You are now tuned into Chick Chat Podcast, where four women come together to encourage, inform, and inspire women by creating a dialogue that develops strong sisterhood and friendship. Around the table is Yolanda, Ebony, Katrina, and Brianna. Okay, now it's time for some Chick Chat. We're back with another chit chat episode. It's Friday and I'm ready to sing. Anybody hey. like Aaliyah out there? That's my girl. Rest hey. That's my yeah. girl. All right, so we're going to start this off as you guys already know with a chit check in. Your girl, Bree, I'm feeling like a 4.6, you know, but it's all good. I'm going to get to a five after this. Had to give y'all a remix. Pass it over to Katrina. How you feeling? You know. I'm good. I'm a four point seven five. She I'm got almost five. We. <laughs> Katrina's family. I'm sorry that she gave the peace signs like that, but you know what? It's all good. <laughs> Let me pass it to Yolanda. How you doing? <laughs> um, five point three. She's moving on up. Ebony. How are you? I'm, I'm a four, thanks to London. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Y'all missed it. See, that's the thing. We can't give y'all the whole, whole story. But before we hit record, her son was trying to tell her what to do. And she had to remind him, ask for me at my house. Fuck, <laughs> <laughs> boy, don't play with me. I don't care about chit chat. I cut the camera off. <laughs> Y'all can't stop video. I will stop video on him, okay? Here. Okay, so during this episode, if you don't hear from Ebony, blame it on London. <laughs> We're going to get into this episode because I think that with us, our, our podcast, you can tell we are about collaboration, being together. So today's episode is about community culture. I was sparked by this because, as we know, 2020 was a year where your community was tested, you know, with the virus, with just going through that whole situation. It really either brought your community together or it tore it apart. And we saw through the media that it could do both. So I, uh, me, myself, I live in a different city from my ladies, my girls. So. We're going to be talking about the community cultures of where we're staying, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. So I want to hit the first question. How do you define community and what was it like for you growing up, If you, whether you were in this state or another state, et cetera? So I'm going to pass it before I tell my story. Let's pass it to Katrina. What was it like for you? No, how did I know how to be first? <laughs> um, well, community to me is um, I was gonna say where you where you live or where you grew up, but it's not necessarily that, which it is, but it's community. It's like commune where people are gathered together, you know, with common ideas or common thoughts or you know, just the commonality of being one. Yeah. Um how was it for me growing up, the community that I grew up in? Um, well, at, first of all, my, my dad and my parents were very strict. So 
as far as me being able to do different things in the community uh, or neighborhood, as you want to call it, I couldn't do much. So in my beginning years of my younger um, life, it was kind of tough. You know, it was just basically um, me growing up with my siblings. And then once we started to get a little bit older and we could go out in the community and do um, different things, um, is where you start to, when I started to find out that everybody's not the same, like every family is different. And so each family brings something different to the community, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So that's my little take. I might have something else to say after a while. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, Yolanda, community, How? what does it mean to you and how was your upbringing? Um, well, I, I commuted back and forth to here in Baltimore. Baltimore is where I'm from. So in Baltimore, that community is a whole lot different than here. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I had two communities. Um, but wherever people come together and, and are, well, I can't say like-minded because not everybody's like-minded. They just live in the same area. Mm-hmm. So just just people coming together to be a part of that one place that's how i define community um i had a good upbringing like i said i would come down here for the summers and i would go back home um to baltimore you know for school and everything so i enjoyed it i, I enjoyed doing both okay you had a commuter life that was kind of cool right <laughs> um ebony um, to me, I feel like community um, is defined um, just somewhere that you can fellowship, you know, people have, you know, um, kind of some of the same goals, you know, especially when you're growing up, you know, close-knit like that. Um, like you said, uh, every family brings something different to the table. Um, growing up in my community, um, I lived in Edgecombe County, Tarboro area, Pine Tops area, and also um, transition to living here in Greenville and just growing up and stuff like that like people when I was younger I don't care who it was in the community if they told you not to do something you better not do it at all you better not do it um if you did it listen they will get you right together okay that was just how it was <laughs> and that was just how it was when I was growing up and I know it sounds like you know, people like, oh, you sound like such a grandma. But even in, you know, back then, like we had respect for older people. So most definitely you already knew, even if your mama and daddy eyes won't on you, whatever you did would still get back to them because <laughs> if they see you doing something you shouldn't have been doing, they would get Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Good, good. So for me, um, I grew up in Kenton, born and raised, born and bred, as people may say. And so um, in my growing up, I actually was very active in my community. I mean, jumpstart active. My mom had me in church. I was doing community service through um, Goodwill, et cetera, et cetera. When I was in school, I was active in the school-related activities. So I've always been hands-on deck. Um, The community aspect was a lot more collaborative in my time, similar to what Ebony was saying. 
But now, you know, as a older adult, I can look back and see some shifts, some changes, you know, but that's my two cents as well. So this question now is really specifically for you guys because I'm not on motherhood status yet. So when you all made a decision to live where you live currently, uh, what led to that decision? And you know, how do you like your neighbors? I mean, I'm just generalized. How did you get there? And what determines a good say for whatever community? Uh, whoever wants to jump in, I push it to your line. Um, well, as I was saying previously, Baltimore is a, can be, it has some rough areas. And so for me, when I had my baby, um, my oldest son was actually born in Baltimore. He was raised a little bit there. Um, but I made the decision to come here, one, to help my grandma before she passed away. And two, because I knew that the areas that I was in, I didn't want my children to be in. You know, so I felt like here was a little bit more safer for them, although it has some issues, but it's no way near um, in some places in Maryland. It just ain't. Not that I can see. You right. know, so um, as far as um, my neighbors, I don't like them very much. <laughs> I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> and that's because they're so, they're so loud. Mm. No, you know, they just don't have respect for the other person. They just, I mean, it's like, do you not understand that we live over here? Like, what are you doing? Right. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm kind to them. I speak and one of the people hit my car. My car was parked. I forgave them. I, I didn't, I didn't go any further with the insurance and all that kind of stuff. I call myself being neighborly. Mm. Uh, so I didn't do that. Um. Anyhow, I won't go into a whole bunch of detail, but I just don't like them very much. So when you know? so when somebody moves in the community, Yolanda's not making cookies. <laughs> got it. I got it. All right, Katrina. What about you? What led to you guys' decision to move and live where you are now? Um. Well, we've been. We live. It's in Greenville, but it's not in the heart of Greenville. I would say we live on like the outskirts of Greenville, what people call out in the country. Um, and in the beginning, we were just, we were here because raising our children, we didn't want them to be raised up in the faster pace part of Greenville. But like, cause we have girls, if they were out in the country, it takes a little bit more effort to get out here and, um, and you know, so that was in the beginning, um, kind of one of the reasons why we were here. And then to um, just starting out, uh, not put y'all folks in all my business or whatever, but just starting out, the rent was really um, at a rate that we could. Oh yeah, I wish you and then as far as now, while we're still out in this area is because it's quiet. I feel safe. Um, my neighbors are okay. Like I don't really know my neighbors right next door to us and we don't talk. They don't bother us and we don't bother them. And so it's just a nice little community. Yeah. Everybody is just to themselves mostly. Um, but you do get like, um, 
a few clicks that you might see together at the community store mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But for the most part, it's really quiet out here. So that's one reason why we stay. Good. Okay. Emily? Um, so when I think about like where I live and stuff like that, the my main reason wasn't really for like safety reasons or whatever. It was more so to provide uh, better schools because the way the districts are okay. here, the districts are set up for, I don't want to say failure because that sounds really bad because mm-hmm. it's, it's really more so what you input in your kids and you know, they can be a diamond in the rough. You know what I'm saying? They can be the rose that grow from the concrete. But I feel like the same effort is not put into, the, the effort are, is not put into schools equally here. Mm-hmm. So I decided that, you know, I wanted to move somewhere where he would be able to get, you know, be at one of those schools that he can maximize his experience. I'll say Exactly, like right. Um, so that was kind of like my, you know, our our reason for, you know, moving to like certain areas. And we always, when we go and look at houses and stuff and try to think about the areas that we want to live in, that's what we, you know, think about um, the school district. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh my gosh, what was the other question? Your neighbors. Oh, well now they're awesome. Like before, I think I told y'all about them before, but now <laughs> they're like, they're awesome. They mind their business, like you know. And it's just, you know, it's 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 a blessing. Like God was really looking out for your girl, okay? Because it could have went real bad before. It could have been a pop the trunk moment. I feel good. <laughs> yeah. But now it it's like everybody minds their business, and everybody, you know, we working people back here, so you know, everybody just, you know, do what they got to do, and you know, just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for me, you know, as a newlywed, I, I don't know if I can still call myself that, but anyway, we we chose where we stay currently, which we don't stay in Kenston. <clears throat> and we chose, and you know, I'm going to be honest, we chose not to stay there because there is, how can I say this? The rates, the rates of the utilities is just, it fluctuates so bad to the point where it's like, I, I should have got a house, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just off utilities. I should have got a house. But anyway, so fast forward, we we are here now in Goldsboro and we chose where we're at because I'm always the type of person. I think I am a keen eye person, a detailed analysis person. So I want to have people that could really say, I saw this or I heard that or whatever, whatever. So we're in a spot where it's just six townhouses. And mm-hmm. so the movement level, you can see who's who. And so, um, and we, my neighbors are pretty cool, except we had one experience. (laughs) When we first got here, the neighbor to our right, to the right, she got a little upset because Spectrum had parked in her spot. And I was like, (laughs) Spectrum, you done messed me up and you up, cause she cussed real good at me. But, (laughs) uh, and Spectrum, Spectrum came in mad. I'm like, you want a bottle of water? Um, I, 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 that's all I could offer at that point. Nothing else, because I'm not a fighter. So, that's it. And Quentin, he in his pajamas, I'm like, he ain't gonna really... We we just, we try to get this internet fixed. So, anyway, so that that was like our first month. First two months at the place. And I'm like, you wow. right. 
But she actually came back to us, cleared the air. She was like, I was in the best headspace that morning. I know it won't that deep, you know. So yeah. after that, she started making us food. I'm like, but anyway, as the old folks say, watch that. And I do watch that, but just let y'all know it's hospitality here. So anyway. <laughs> it's hospitality. So that's my community. That's the reason why we chose we chose, even though we're in a different at a different level as far as our family, because it's just me and Quentin. It's very interesting to hear you guys' perspective and it just, you know, helps for the future. So I'm going to switch it up and dig a little deeper because, you know, again, as I said earlier, the media is what really pushed me to ask this question. So in your community, how how's your interaction with the local police? I mean, not saying we won't have the interaction, but when that interaction occurs, whether it's, you know, simply a grocery store or, you know, driving down the street, you're going to wave at them or you're going to turn your head. I mean, I just, what is it? What's this like? Are you guys fearful? What you thinking, Ebony? Um, I mean, when I see him, I just, you know, I just, you know, just, you know, look like, okay. Like, okay, you know, she do the cut eye. Don't play. Like, I ain't doing all that. You know, if they like, nah, I'd be like, so, like, you know, <laughs> I, just <keep> it like, <laughs> I just keep it moving. Like, you know, I, I wouldn't say I'm fearful. I think twice. I'll say that. Like, you okay. know, you have to think twice. Like, you have to think what if, because there's always a what if. I mean, we don't have thousands of what ifs. Look at the stuff that, the what if that happened this year. So you always got in your mind, got to be like, what if, you know? So, no, I wouldn't say, I mean, and I don't hate them because I do recognize that they have dangerous jobs, you know? But we also have dangerous jobs, just being black and walking out here every day too. So, well, hey, they have a choice. We were born black. We we can't change that. So, mm -hmm. you know, drop the mic with yeah. Ebony. Yeah. <laughs> um, Katrina, I mean, how do you feel about police? Did, did, did the media of twenty twenty shift your perspective? Well. Um, but like Ebony, I'm not going to say that they've made me fearful because I'm not fearful of them. But from another episode um, about trust, can I trust you? Like, okay. it's going to make me look at you. I don't get fearful if I see one. But I think that's always been, I don't think it came with 2020. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that has always been there just because, like she said, we're we are Black people. And I guess it depends also on the um, the dialogue that, that you grow up, that, that whatever you talk when you grow up. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you out on the road or if you see a police officer, it does tend to make you tense up sometimes. Um, but not because I'm fearful that, oh my God, I done something wrong. Or it's just like she said, the what if, what if they think that, you know, X, Y, and Z, and they come after me or whatever, um, and the situation is not like they think. So I don't think it's made me fearful. It's just made me um, more cautious. Okay. So a think twice moment, cautious. Those are yeah. the terms used so far. Yolanda, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that question? Well, it all depends. It depends on if I'm driving. I will turn off. I, I don't want the behind me 
and I, I think that has a lot to do with the media because of what I've seen. They stopping women, men, girls, boys. They want to shoot you for no apparent reason. Mm-hmm. So I will turn off in the neighborhood. <laughs> don't even know who they put you in. Huh? <laughs> you gonna make a right? I don't know where this right gonna take me. I'm right, right. <laughs> my chance. Um, and if I'm if I'm out walking, and I have my Maddie with me, I let my little Yorkie. Um, she's she's afraid of police. Now, I don't know why, but she is. So we bust the left. We do not go wherever they are. Maddie will turn and whatever. You come on. She will pull me as hard as she Oh can. wow. She she she's just fearful of the police. I don't know what it is about them. She don't like them. So if I'm and if I'm exercising, I don't I don't pay them any mind. Like if they're riding by, I keep right on going. Yeah. So it just depends on what situation I'm in. Gotcha. And you know, for me, um, Quentin gets on me all the time because when I see them behind me, first of all, I had one ticket situation, okay? And I was trying to get to work real bad and I still was late messing with Johnny and his ticket. So, but I realized after Johnny and the ticket that I want to draw the speed limit. Well, there are some moments where this foot still get a little heavy. So then when Johnny get behind me, I'm like, don't do this, Johnny. It's not, don't do this. And so, <laughs> yeah, so that so that's what I be thinking in my head. But growing up, as I told you guys, I was with NAACP. I was with different community groups. So we had panels with the police. I sat mm-hmm. down and asked the real questions or had a fear asked the question. So I've, I gained some type of community relationship is my point. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as this county, I have not built a report with this county, so I can't speak as openly as I did in the other county, because you know I moved. So this county is very, I got to give y'all that aftermath, after party talk. But anyway, this county is not really the county for us. Johnston County is not really the county for us. I mean, some other folks can jump up here and give us some comments, but there's some counties that's for real, not for us. Yeah, I've heard. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah for mm-hmm. real. So, yeah. but your community, and guess what? If I shouted out your community and you feel like I'm wrong, hey, talk to me. Show me something different because I don't have some interactions. So, show me something different. <laughs> okay. All right. So, are you guys kind of answer this? But I'm going to kind of put four and five together if that's okay. So, are you active? Do you do service projects? And then the last one is, do you? How do you classify your community? Period. Do you classify it as good, bad, or what other adjective um, would you classify your community? Um, let's see. For me, I classify my community as I am. I am not active. First of all, as I was in Kenton, I'm not as active here. I literally go to work, come home. Period. Um, and that shifted for me back in '16. That was before I left Kenton, but it really shifted to 16 for me. Um, but anyway, as far as classifying this community, I would say it's it's fair. It's fair. It gives you all the aspects that you would want. You know, I don't have to travel so far out. You remember how I used to leave Kenton to go to Greenville to you guys? I don't have to really do that because what you have, I have now. So I, I'm good. I'm good, you know. I feel safe. I feel like I have the proper protection. Hint, hint. And so 
I feel good. I will pass it to Katrina. Overall, are you active in your community? How do you classify it? I'm not active in my community. Mm -hmm. I go to work. I come home. Right. Um, so, no, I'm not active in the community. Um, I haven't done any, like, community service work or volunteers. So I, I, I just don't. I haven't. I probably need to. Probably should. Um, and I might one day. <laughs> there you go. But no, I, I'm not active in the community. Um, do I feel like my community is bad or good? Um, I would say that that it's it's fair. Well, I don't know. I would say that you can make your community what you want it to be. Okay. Because it, it, you can see the good and bad. Um, sure. Sometimes I do, because Greenville, actually they do a lot of stuff, a lot of outreach um, stuff. But sometimes I wonder which um, group is geared towards. So I guess in that aspect, you just basically got to make it what you want to make it. And gotcha. do your own thing. There's nothing for you. Yeah, create. As we said in another episode, check it out. Uh, yes. Create. That was uh, the episode where we were talking about um, the entertainment industry and Nene Leaks. So you guys go check that out. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tag it up here somewhere. Click on it. All now, right. Yeah, I will say, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, it's good. There was, there was um, right here recently in Greenville, um, a street graffiti thingy. Oh, yeah. Kind of um, up in D.C. I can't remember what it says, but I thought that kind of brought a little bit more unity to the community, but they had to do a lot of, I think it was a big fight in order to just even get it get it that far, so. I followed that story. Yeah, it was. They did good, though. They made yeah. their own community. They made their own team. Their own project. Yeah. 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 Yolanda, what's your thoughts overall? Um... <clears throat> No, I'm not active in my community, but I have created my own community. Um, hashtag for intuition. Go and check it out. You can find it on Facebook and uh, well, that's just it. Facebook and YouTube. But um, I created my own because I didn't see that around here or nowhere. So I created it myself. Um, but I'm not active in the, I mind my own business and I go and do whatever I have to do and that's it. I don't be bothered. I speak. I do wave. And that's it. <laughs> and I do wave. That's funny. Out there who walk their dogs, not walking Maddie. And we, we build a little friendship where we wave at each other and, and talk about the weather. And then that's it. Oh, Lord. I love the fact that Yolanda said she made her own community. And I think that's, that's a good point for us to really tap into. Like, if you don't see it where you are, create it. Create it. Ebony. Um, no, I'm not active. Currently, um, I would like to be active. I don't know what I want to do, really. So I guess I'll just go with the flow. Like, you know, as I go along, if I see something I want to do, I'll, you know, get active in the community. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as, like, uh, good and bad, I feel like just like anywhere, there's good and bad. I feel like there's different levels to it, though. Like, good and bad in the workforce, good and bad in the school districts, good and bad in, you know, the, the demographics of what they offer. I mean, you can see what size of town are more, um, 
have more heavily influenced as far as like uh finance and revenue versus the other side of the town like you can you you can really see a, a divide here you know um even when it comes to the streets and how they pick up trash and how they pave the streets like it's just like it's level to it you know so yeah i feel like it's good and bad here um but you know like all you ladies said you got to create your own like you just you just have to you know you know let's create our own yeah and that's why we created the chit chat podcast that was a great great topic you guys i'm gonna go ahead and switch over to this or that and uh katrina kind of got in my business but anyway uh would you like to live in the city life or the country life (laughs) i am a city girl i listen to the freight train everything else coming through but i will pass to katrina because she already said her answer so she can say it again girl i'm out here in the country (laughs) (laughs) all right yolanda oh excuse me i'm sorry go ahead i like it i do like the fact that um um, uh oh. <laughs> I'm I'm about 15 minutes away from everything from where I am, so it's not too bad. Okay, country with 15 minute city. All right, got it. Yolanda, <laughs> definitely the country. When I when I go and get a house, um, and 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 get another house or whatever, I want to be in, I want to be in a country. I want to be. To my off to my yeah. kind of. You surprised me. I thought you were gonna say city. All right, Evan. Me? Because she's from Baltimore. Right. I get. Look, yeah. she's tired of the city. That's what it is. She's tired. Yeah. Pamela Man. Truth is, she's tired. What about you, Evan? Um, I I like the country. Honestly, like I I really like I really like the country. Like. Listen, when I walk outside on my porch in my new house, I don't want to hear nothing but the lions, the tigers, and the bears, okay? That's all <laughs> I like, I, I, I like the country. Now, now I'm scary. I'm going to tell you that, too. Something about me, I'm scary. I don't like, you know, stuff crawling and all that stuff. So I know y'all probably listening like, well, how you going to say you like the country, but you scary and you don't like stuff crawling? Listen, I don't like people, okay? I don't like people to be, like, on the sides of me. I would rather be in the country, and I want my house far back from the road. You know you go in the country, you see those houses that sit, like, way back in the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's me. I need that. Mm-hmm. I need that in my life. Like, I need that. I feel like that's me. Like, that's me. I, I like to be secluded yeah. to myself, off to myself. Listen. If you if I see you coming down my path, I need you to be I need my house to be far enough back so I can be loading up my shotgun and ready for you to come so I can blow you back to the road. And that's just dead on dead. <laughs> like everybody so try to everybody try to be like Dave Chappelle, because Dave Chappelle had me weak the other night. Y'all need to check out his Netflix. I know he said boycott it, but it's really, really what? funny. But anyway, when Dave Chappelle said he had to pull out that shotgun and that man told him to put, <laughs> y'all got to watch it. But he said put the duck bullet, then the deer bullet, duck bullet. Boy, when he said, <laughs> <laughs> y'all got to watch it. I ain't going to mess up his joke. Go watch it. But it, it relates to Evan and that shotgun. Anyway. <laughs> but yeah, I'm a country girl. Though. I know some people probably think like, what? Like some people yeah. probably, that's because they think I would be a city girl. 
No, I'm not a city girl. I mean, I have listened to city girls, but I'm not a city girl. Like, I'm a country girl. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm a city girl and I never listen to it. <laughs> I'm a country girl. I can't believe y'all. All three of y'all say country. Uh-huh. I am hurt. I need to cut my camera off. I can't <laughs> wait to, to put my house back and away from everything. I can't. I cannot wait for that moment. I think. I think when I got with my husband, he turned me into a country girl. Like because my husband is a country boy, and like I didn't understand the beauty of being in the country until I got with him. So mm-hmm. I think he turned me into a country girl. Like I like country. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. shout out to hubby, shout out. Okay, <laughs> so, so I'm gonna get into the sister girl before we get into this newer segment. I'm sure you guys have been enjoying it thus far, but let's go ahead and get to the sister girl of the week, which I have two. The first is Miss Monica Grant. She's out of Boston, Massachusetts. She has her own nonprofit called Bo- Violence in Boston. This is where she developed strategies on how to stop the violence in her city. She has connected with the mayor and other major networks. And she has also ensured that the message of helping her city is heard. She still has her family in Boston, raising her children through the hardships that her family faces. And I just really appreciate the work that she's done because she did a big community feeding. Like she fed Boston. Like she had enough food to feed Boston. So I was just just amazed at her work. Um, and the second person is, of course, Miss Stacy Abrams. I want to shout her out because during the election 2020, she made sure that Georgia voted. She did not stop her losses, whatever. She turned her L's into lessons and blessings. And she made sure Georgia showed up and showed out. So I had to shout them two ladies out because they worked hard during the pandemic. Yes. Oh, so that leads us to what the hell? And so in my case, I'm actually showing you guys just a short three little minute clip about a gentleman who basically did some research on my hometown, Kenton. And he gave a very harsh depiction of the city. And as all of us have said during this episode, there's good and bad in every city. So let's just take a look at what he came up with. So I was digging up information for a story I was working on and I came across this report. It was all about the worst neighborhood in North Carolina. And I was like, I've never seen anything like that before. So I read this study and it was filled with information about this poor neighborhood that has crime and poverty and blight and it's all run down. And I thought, I have to go see that place myself. And then I thought, you know what? I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna give away a bunch of money to somebody that lives there too. Here's a little bit of background on the place I went to. It's called Kinston. And it's in the middle of North Carolina. And here's what happened that day. So entering Kinston, and it was pretty clear this place is struggling. Rundown buildings everywhere. People look broke. I mean, Kinston's in the top five in the state for both poverty and crime. Then I finally found the neighborhood I was looking for. And I drove around a little bit and got some video that I'm going to use for a report that's going to be coming out soon. Here's a little clip of that video. A while back, the University of North Carolina's Center for Urban Studies issued a report on the most distressed communities in the whole state. Two of them were in East Kinston, a smallish city of 20,000 people way out in the sticks, surrounded by forest and farmland. This report specifically highlighted a part of town on Kinston's east side, an area that has more poverty and blight 
than any other tract in the state. So it's clear this place needs some help. After I checked the hood out, I drove around town looking for a place in Kinston where I could leave this money box that I had prepackaged. Before I left home, I filled the box with 500 bucks. But I didn't just want to walk up and just hand the money to somebody, though. I needed a better way. So I drove around looking for a place where I could drop the box and then wait to see who would pick it up. See if anybody would pick it up. I didn't know what would happen. It took me a while to find a good spot. There wasn't a lot of foot traffic downtown, so that wouldn't work. Finally, I decided on a family dollar parking lot that was just a mile from the worst part of town that I had just filmed. That's where I would go, and that's where I would leave the money box. And as you'll see, the way it worked out was absolutely perfect. Here's what happened that day. In essence, he left a box at a local plaza. People walked by it. He made some comments. In the end, a lady did pick it up. She took the money. He said he'll be back later to give some more synopsis. So, what do you guys think of that little video? Um, I don't like his attitude. I don't, I don't like his perception. How can he mm -hmm. say what he feels about somewhere where he's just his first time being so he doesn't really know what it is he's just going by the internet and what the internet is showing you the the social media that mm -hmm. kind of guy he doesn't know for himself and for him to go out here and put some free money down like the people are so impoverished that they need to have his money he should be ashamed of himself and i don't like him yeah. um i feel like he was zoning in on the bad areas of Kansas. Every city has poverty areas. Every city, even where he lives. There's mm -hmm. some poverty areas. There's some homeless people. There's some people that need money. There's some buildings that are abandoned. I mean, he might not ever drive to that side of town to see it, but right, right. There. you know, they're there. So I feel like there's those type of areas everywhere and there's also some nice areas in Kinston like all of Kinston don't look like that but I felt like he zoned in on that and it was only to make up a, a, a story for him doing a good deed or whatever right. I feel like it was just for his personal satisfaction like it wasn't it was just kind of like hey look I went to the hood I dropped off a money box like you know I helped the black people like my They're thinking using us as the the I, I guess you you went and tried to find a token black person to give some money to like yeah. you know I, just, I don't really like I'm with Yolanda I don't really like how he tried to like spend that but my thing is is like yeah that, yeah. That, yeah I try to control my face while he was talking but I could no sorry I try to <laughs> I try yeah, to approach was off to me right. Basically, like, I, I was just thinking the same thing, that he basically wanted to be able to say, use this as a, a story to promote himself. I did something mm -hmm. black people. That's what yeah. I took out of it. And to, just to pick up the bad parts of Kenston is like, what? Kenston mm -hmm. actually has some really um, some nice subdivisions. So mm -hmm. just to pick up the bad ones, really? You can do yeah. that yeah. to the people? Yeah, I, I agree with you guys completely. And of course, there was an uproar when the video was actually surfaced uh, with citizens in the community. Now, let me say this real quick. 
out because I, a lot of times people might say, well, you didn't like the video. What would you want to see? This is really what I want to see. If he would have talked to like a city official or if he would have walked the city, even if a community member repeated, not repeated, but had the same sentiments as him, at least it came from a citizen's mouth. I just mm -hmm. felt like it should have been more community-based. Again, like the episode, get get inside their heads. And, right. and my father-in-law had a better idea. He said each interview could have got $10 if he yeah. felt like mm -hmm. my father-in-law came up with that idea. If you really want to give out money, you know, so yeah. it was and just no, ways around mm -hmm. how he did it. Like y'all said, you know, he didn't even have, it's not like he was showing compassion for the city. Exactly. Physically, like putting a spotlight on, ooh, Kiss is bad and they poor and they this and it's here yeah. in North Carolina. Like, right. Yeah. With it though. Right. Yeah. But but my thing is, people try to, um, I don't like it when people try to uh, consider someone poor and they try to consider, they try to uh, base it around like monetary things. At the end of the day, people, whether you see them in poverty or not, are richer than you think because they mm -hmm. have their self-respect, they have their dignity, and they are satisfied because they might have took their last, you know, few dollars or whatever to feed their family but guess what they ain't going to bed hungry they not you know what i'm saying they they have everything they need internally you know what i'm saying so exactly just because you see somebody in poverty just because you see a town looking like that you see people walking around and they might not look like you know what i'm saying they have much they could be in a better mental health space than you because you sitting mm -hmm. up here got free money to give away but you might kill yourself because you're just so stressed out or you're just you know what i'm saying so uh so down mentally that mm -hmm. you might they they might be on more in a better mental health state than you are you know yeah. so it's just like it's not always about money because like we said in a previous episode i'd rather have a peace of mind than have some money because yeah. at the end of the day if you have all this money they're still not gonna make you happy you know yeah. it's still not gonna make you happy at all and clearly you got a lot of time on your hands Clearly, right? A lot of time on his hand. Because mm -hmm. my thing is, it's like, you sitting up here, you oh, I'm just going to go and drop off a money box. Okay, what you want, a cookie? Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you with sugar. He came all the way here. I mean, yeah, where is he from? I didn't, even, I didn't even check the records. That was his YouTube channel. And he has built, his whole platform is about showcasing cities. So if somebody sends him an article or whatever, whatever, He'll go to Vegas. He'll fly. He'll, you know, whatever, whatever. He'll do all he got to do to get the story. But another thing that got me is that he act like he dropping off some big money, like five hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but see, like, like uh, I think what Jesse Ebony said it. He he got a mindset that five hundred is big to this circumstance yeah, to, the, to the poor people. Yeah, right. As he called them. Yeah, I'm like, buddy. I'm gonna keep it real with you. Some of they food stamps was way more than that. Way more than that five hundred dollars. So I mean, not trying to be funny, but yeah. they can it's work it better than you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of almost looked like he's just going to show his friends what it looked like because they they don't have the balls to go. Like they're not gonna go. You know, what I mean? so it's like he's going to to be to show a bird's eye view of what everything looks like and yeah I was I was mm -hmm. offended I was really offended because it's just like you throwing like 
spread to birds. Like, here you go. Yeah. I love that. I love that. I love that. Yes. 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 Like, oh, I just wanted to see who was going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. My thing is this. I would have respected him more if he really, like, just literally walked up to somebody, like you said, and said, hey, listen, I'm here. I'm doing, you know, this this uh show or, you know, this, this, whatever, you know, looking at different cities and stuff like that. And I just want to give you a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I said, who, the next person I see, I just want to get, if you would have put the money in somebody's hand versus you putting it on the ground and letting somebody mm-hmm. like, like scrounge around for it, like a dog, like, yeah. I, like mm-hmm. I can't respect that. I can't respect that. Yeah, no, yeah. Respect exactly. That. That's what my head was too. The presentation yeah. was just bad, totally. Yeah, oh. very. Yeah. Very. Man, so you guys, that made us all say, what the huh? So, you all let us know what moments in that you found on social media, what moments in your life in general made you say, what the huh? Because sometimes when I go to work, I'm looking at them children that I don't teach. What the huh? You ain't got this yet? But anyway, okay. My chit chat fade is actually my Ashley Stewart dress. The girl saw it. It's the green dress when we had our chit chat. Um, I just love Ashley Stewart. She just, she just knows me. Okay. Um, now, don't forget, guys, get your chit chat merch at teespring.com slash store slash chit chat. And we're going to end this episode with a motivational word or phrase. And I'm going to start it off by saying, in the words of Tupac, mm-hmm. I'm a reflection of the community. Yeah. Katrina. Girl, man, yeah, it's it's not turn already. Um, gosh, I was not prepared. I was so into, <laughs> I was so into um Tupac. <laughs> um, I don't know. Come back to me. All right, Yolanda. And I'm going with my boy Tupac too, and saying you got to keep your head up, no matter where you at. Whatever community you in, you keep your head up and you keep going strong. The community, if it's not good around you, you make it within yourself and you create your own stuff. So keep your head up. Yeah. Evan. Um, I'm gonna go with my boy DMX and say stop being greedy. <laughs> Listen, stop being greedy, okay? Share your plate in your <laughs> share your plate. We gotta come together, okay? Okay. Everybody, just share your plate. Stop being greedy. For sure. <laughs> Katrina. Okay, I don't have a rapper. But I'm gonna just say um endless love. Let's just have endless love for one another. Okay, well, we got Luther. We do a little Luther in there. We got we do a little Luther in there. That's fine. Yeah. That's well, listen, our house is not a home without community. Listen, this has been another Chit Chat episode. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>Thanks for listening to our episode of Chick Chat. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Chick Chat Podcast.